Hello, this is Shane Claiborne and Tony Campolo, and the name of the show is Across the Pond. We're on every week at this time. Thanks for joining us. We're recording from the east coast of the United States, right on the campus of two different colleges next door to each other, Cabrini University and Eastern University. We're talking about the Jesus way in the world today. What does it look like to follow Jesus in this world and to see our faith not just as a ticket into heaven and an excuse to ignore the world we live in. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We've got a great guest this week who's become a dear friend. Uh, His name's Rex Harson, and he's a filmmaker. He's, among other things, he uh, is the founder of Rex Harson Films. And uh, Tony, Rex and I just did a whole film on beating guns on our uh, our book, but even bigger than that, it's it's on this uh, epidemic of violence in the world uh, and how it, especially in our country, manifests itself in gun violence. Yeah, uh, gun violence over here on this side of the pond is endemic. I mean, it's everywhere and it's constant. I just look, looked at over the last weekend, uh, four people were shot to death, uh, seven others were seriously wounded. Uh, gun violence is everywhere. And Shane has been traveling across the country uh, at 37 different cities, is it? Uh, that's, that's it, man. We 37 did it. cities. I, you know, this, this will air later, but, you know, we just celebrated Easter weekend. And I can't imagine a better way to do Lent this yeah. season before Easter than beating guns into plows. And uh, we also, you know, what we noticed is that as we came up to Holy Week, the week of Easter, it was the anniversary of the Virginia Tech Massacre. It was the 20th anniversary Easter weekend of uh, the Columbine. These massacre. are mass shootings mass over shootings, here, like a mass dozens shootings. and dozens of lives that were taken. And and here we are trying to celebrate Easter, yeah. <laughs> you know, the 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 triumph of life over death. And um, uh, Rex released this film, Beating Guns, um, on this uh, Holy Week and how can Easter they, weekend. How can people so, get the uh, get the film? Yeah, tell us about it, buddy. It's been incredible doing this together. So it launched, and now people can watch it on Vimeo, right? Yeah, yeah. It's available Vimeo On Demand. So what do you do? Um, you go to your computer and log on to what? Um, probably best to go to uh, beatingguns.com. Uh-huh. Um, or if you go to beatingguns.com and just click on where it says documentary, you can find links at other at either at either website. So it's pretty easy to find. Um, it's all over my Twitter and it's all over Shane's Twitter. Um, so yeah, and it's you you just you make a Vimeo account. It takes about ten seconds, and then you can rent it for two dollars, or you can actually buy it for eight dollars, and then you have access to watch the film. And this this was your your first like feature length film. You've done all kinds of other photography and filmmaking, but tell tell me why like you know you and I got to be friends, but you said this is so important to you. You're willing to sink your own money into it and everything else. And tell tell us about why you got um, involved in it. Well, Shane, you probably I don't even know if we've ever talked about this, but I went to film school in Los Angeles and I was uh, I was 20 years old. And um, it was just in a time in my life where I had a lot of fire for Jesus. I was just, I was really, really just ready to go to Hollywood to learn how to make movies and then just to make uh, Christ-centered films. And I'm not talking about like Christian films, like the ones that typically come out that tend to not be very high quality, to say it nicely. But like films that really were anchored in Christ and really 
brought people into um, the spirit of what Jesus is all about. And um, I spent a good number of years. Um, I just kind of somehow I just drifted away from that. And I think a lot of it was that I needed to um, have some personal uh, sins and some personal issues worked out to get me to a point where I was able to fulfill that original dream. And um, when I turned 30 years old, I can't explain it any other way except I had just had a come to Jesus moment um, in church one Sunday where it was like God was just like, all right, now this is it. I want you to, because I've been making films, you know, the whole time, but he was like, I just want you to get back to your first love, get back to your first love. That's what I heard. And um, so, like, just a couple of months after that, I went to China, went on a mission trip, uh, just dedicated all my video resources to that. And then I went to India. Um, and then after that, I quickly met Greg Boyd. And then through Greg Boyd, I inadvertently met you when I was filming with Brian McLaren. And um, it just made us, you know, that's when we made that connection. And um, and then that eventually is what led to making Beating Guns, yeah, and, you know, and which has Gre- been a crazy adventure. Greg uh, Boyd wrote uh, a, a lot of books, but Myth of the Christian Nation, he's a pastor out in Minneapolis, uh, um, and then Brian McLaren. These are all friends of Red Letter Christians, friends of yeah, ours. They're good and, guys. And they're also folks that you interviewed. Tell us, like, I mean, first you could tell people some of the folks that you interviewed that they might uh, know of, and then... Maybe some some surprising moments from the film. Yeah, um, well, you know, I interviewed John Perkins, uh, Brian McLaren, Greg Boyd, Bruxy Cavey, um, Lucy McBath, who's a congresswoman here, who's already had two documentaries made about her when she lost her son Jordan in Florida to gun violence. Um, Doug Paget, uh, we and then we interviewed uh, the gun um, violence survivors, which. I think really carries the thread of the, of the narrative. Um, I think that bringing in the personal stories of people who've been affected by gun violence. um, I think that's sort of the emotional core. Could you give us one, could you give us one story uh, out of those many that really hit you? Uh, One interview that you did that, wow, that really, that really captured what the problem is. I think, um, well, I'll say that it, it, it captured the problem, but it also captured the solution. And that is the interview with Charletta, um, which is actually towards the beginning of the film. And um, Charletta lo- lost her three-year-old son in a drive-by shooting um, in Colorado. I guess it was almost 20 years ago now. But um, she, you know, like she got home from the hospital after, you know, having to lose her son. And she heard a voice from God saying, are you, have you forgiven and have you considered forgiving? And that really launched her on the path to um, actually be reconciled with the uh, boy who killed her son. Mm. Um, so eventually you, what the, the, the narrative of the story goes, um, so she loses her son. And then she actually makes a connection with the boy who murdered him and then ends up not only reconciling with him, but essentially becoming his mother. And uh, they talk, I mean, just about every day. 
she is advocating for him to um, become eligible for parole because right now he's not. I mean, it's just it's just the ultimate story of love and forgiveness of mercy where someone is reconciled with the person who has caused them the most pain in their life. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just amazing. It's amazing. Uh, we, we don't want to let the, you know, share her whole, whole story. Cause I'm sure she does it, but I got to be with her, you know, in Colorado as we were on this tour and she told the story of when the young man who killed her son sent her a mother's day card, Tony oh asking if, if she would be his mother. And then it took her a lot of years. I mean, this is pain you sort through, you know, and a lot of, um, I've heard some of these survivors say you still have the wounds, you know, you still have the scars from them anyway. And so she, she like, uh, eventually hugs this young man and says, I just hugged the, the young man who killed my son. And, mm. and their story has become, um, one of those gray stories and, and it's, it, it doesn't ignore the, the pain that he caused for her. So, um, yeah, Charlotte Evans is a hero and there's tons of stories like that, um, that uh, way too many, um, but they're in the cracks of all of it. Um, the light shines, right, buddy? Absolutely. What I mean, did that, you learn? I think that's the thing is like we didn't just want to diagnose the problem. It's like we want to give like here's a solution, and the solution is Christ and all and and everything that comes with Him. You know. What did you learn through this process of going with uh, Shane to 37 cities across the United States? Uh, and and you were doing weird. well. He didn't go in all of them, but he uh, he we we went on a fair amount together. Okay. We've done yeah, yeah. but at each of these places, you had yeah. you were taking collecting guns, and then what were you doing with them? We were melting them into uh, garden tools. So that's where the title comes from: beating guns from the the prophets Mike and Isaiah that say God's people will beat their swords into plows, their spears into pruning hooks. So we don't have too many swords, but we have a lot of guns. And <laughs> so you, we've and, been beating guns. That's the and, name and, of the and film. And now you do have some pruning hooks and some uh, farm instruments. That's what you made out of these melted down guns. Is this not right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Rex, is, as you as you were uh, making, are there any other uh, uh, you know points that were strike you i mean i think one of them is the conversation with gun owners and that's been your story a little bit too i grew up with guns and we're 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 not anti-guns as much as we're anti-gun violence and 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 we've got a real problem well i am anti-guns i gotta tell you when uh not that people shouldn't have guns are you a vegetarian but i'm on my (laughs) way i'm on my way but let me just say this uh you we live in a country here in the united states people on the other side of the pond don't really understand this uh we have more guns than we have people in this country i mean there's a gun uh, we have millions hundreds of millions of guns uh people have them in their house two three five uh, give me some statistics. How many guns are there and how many people are there? Well, this is all part of the problem. Is we, It's hard to get an exact number, but we definitely know that there are as many guns as people in our country and that we have 5% of the world's population in the U.S., a little less than that, but almost half of the world's guns, civilian-owned guns. So yeah. we've, we've got um, a, a massive problem with the proliferation of guns. But this is what, what you know Rex does in the film is he interviews a few few gun owners and um, one of the things that you start to see that is promising is that an overwhelming number of gun owners are concerned about gun violence and want to see some common sense changes when it comes to background checks or um, 
uh, semi-automatic assault rifles. One of the groups that went on a march with us had shirts on that said, you, you don't need 10 rounds to shoot a deer. <laughs> and, you know, they were hunters right. against assault rifles. And uh, you talked with some of these guys. Tell us about that, Rex. Um, yeah, well, well the, the main person that I talked with that is just very clearly on the other side of the issue was Brian Fisher. Um, and he's a guy that lives down here. He runs a very popular radio show. He works for American Family Radio. And, um, you know, I mean, one of the things he told me was like, look, I, I believe that I have the pro-life view on this matter because I believe in protecting innocent lives. And by if I have to shoot somebody to protect innocent life, then like I'm being pro-life. And, you know, one of the things that I have definitely learned over the last couple of years is making the film is like, it's not just about protecting the life of the, of, of the innocent person. It's like, we have to care about, and wish to preserve the life of the attacker and you know in being proactive in uh creating ways where we avoid those situations altogether is being pro-life you know you don't wait until they're running at you with a gun to like solve the problem you try to get ahead of the problem and um the problem because i'm surrounded by gun owners i'm the only guy in my family who doesn't own a gun i mean most people around me that are friends and family are they are they're gun owners and the the problem that i see is like we can't get to this idea or we can't accept that we need to love and value the lives of those who would attack us mm-hmm. and to me that just is very tribal it's very it, we're thinking tribally we're not thinking christ-like because when you're thinking christ-like you have to be considering the life of the person who's going to pull the gun on you. <laughs> so you we're, we're, we'll be right back with you, Rex. This is uh, Shane Claiborne and Tony Campolo. Just to let you know who you're talking to here is uh, our, our guest is Rex Harson from Rex Harson Films, who just uh, released a new film, Beating Guns, that's been tracking um, our work ar- around the, the book that we did called Beating Guns, but also around the uh, epidemic of gun violence in America, and he's done an amazing job with this film. You can find it on Vimeo. Probably the easiest way is just to go to beatingguns.com, and you'll find links up to watch the film. It's like two bucks to watch it, and uh, Rex just wanted to get it out there. So you you talk to all kinds of people on all sides of this issue, um, and particularly people that have been directly impacted, which I think those are the voices we really want to amplify folks like Charletta Evans, who we've talked about, and Lucia McBath, who's now a congresswoman, taking lead on this issue in our country. Um, but it's also an issue of faith. You know, Tony, we've talked about uh, um, it's it's such a peculiar thing that in America you can be pro-guns, pro-death penalty, pro-military, and still say you're pro-life as long as you're <laughs> anti-abortion. That's America. Um, That's America. <laughs> but what, one of the things that we found, and this is why Rex's film is so important, is that Christians own guns at a higher rate than the general population. What's even more is uh, I talked to somebody who is a leader in the uh, National Rifle Association, and they contend that they set up a display whenever the uh, annual meeting of the National Association of Evangelicals occurs here in the United States, and they are able to get more guns sold at the National Association of Evangelicals than at any other gathering that they ever attend. Wow. So what does this say? Are we trusting in the Lord, or are we trusting in our guns 
for protection. Uh, the Bible says, trust not in chariots, trust not in the war machines, trust not in war, uh, trust in the Lord. Uh, but we are a nervous generation over here in the United States. And what's even more so is that uh, people are saying, um, you know, since uh, bad people have guns, don't we have to have guns to protect ourselves against them? Uh, you know, Jerry Falwell down at his Liberty University has his professors carrying guns, advocates that the students carry guns. So if uh, a terrorist walks into the classroom, they can shoot him right there on the spot. I mean, so if the baddies have guns, don't the goodies have to have guns too? This is the way the argument goes. Yeah, it does sound a little like an alcoholic saying, I need more whiskey to solve my drinking problem. Yeah. You know, more more guns... To help us with our gun problem sure sounds suspiciously like somebody that just wants to sell guns. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. There you go. Uh, What did you learn from all of this, Rex? Um, man, I learned so much. I, I I learned that the the love affair with guns was a lot deeper Mm. than I like expected or understood. I really did not expect the kind of pushback that I got from most of my family and friends. Mm. Um, it was really shocking. Like I, and, and I just, I couldn't understand why they couldn't see the problem, how 300 million guns in a country and, and a death rate from guns that is so high and children having it be like the leading cause of death of children other than like car accidents. Like I, I, I just could not understand how they don't see that as a problem. Yeah, nine out of ten kids killed in industrialized countries are in the U.S. Nine out of ten. And and let me ask you, uh, what is this love affair? Why are they so turned on by guns? Uh, Shane, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) I'm still working that out. (laughs) I I think uh, I think that there are a few things that that one of them is is that Tony's not. be exaggerating when he when he talks about it as a form of idolatry that we yeah. literally are putting yeah. our hope and our faith in something that um is not god but we act like it is we treat it like it is it has sort of this reverence and value that we're willing to die for and kill for and sacrifice our children for and that's what you do for idols and and i think you know rex as you talk about the cross the cross and the gun give us two very different versions of power and one of them uh, says, I'm willing to die. And the other says, I'm willing to kill. And anybody that's trying to hold a gun in one hand and a cross in the other has a, a, a real difficulty trying to reconcile those. You know, how do we love our enemies, as Jesus said, and simultaneously prepare to kill them? You know, Jesus saying, turn the other cheek, and the NRA is telling us to stand your ground, and those become pretty hard to hold together. There's an incredible story. After Constantine made Christianity the religion of the empire, he uh, asked that his troops be baptized, and this one unit in Britain was marched down to the seashore. Uh, The soldiers marched in uh, with water up to their chest, and uh, at a given signal, the priest pronounced the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and they were to duck under the water, and it was going to be a mass baptism. Mm. But the last thing that was said was, when you go under the water, put your whole body under the water except the arm with which you wield the sword. Mm. And so pull out your sword, hold it above the water, 
duck under the water, be baptized, be Christianed in from head to toe, except for wow. your killing hand. Did That's you ever the, hear that story? No, I've never. Well, you can add that to your repertoire of stories when you're out on the speaking circuit. Wow. So Rex, as you you know, we've got a few minutes left, and uh, tell us what you see. You know how people are responding, and what you hope people will walk away with as they watch Beating Guns. Well, one of the most encouraging things that's happened is I've let some gun owners, some Christian gun owners, watch the film, and um, they've had very good reactions to it. Um, which 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 lets me know that we weren't. Um, we were successful in not demonizing gun owners. And that was really important to me. And I know that's important to you because we're not trying to make enemies. We're trying to make friends and just trying to like increase and engage in more conversation. Um, So that's been really good. But, but frankly, I mean, I've only had positive reactions to the film so far. Um, And I mean, I I know there's going to be people out there who just either immediately dismiss it or maybe watch it and then still don't like it or whatever. But um, I think there's something in there for everybody. And I think it's going to challenge. Like, that's the thing. I wanted to challenge people to consider what it means to follow Christ in this country that is just so saturated with gun violence. Uh, You know, in the scriptures, Jesus says, those who live by the sword will die by the sword. I'm sure that if Jesus uh, was incarnated in the flesh among us now, he would say those who live by guns will die by guns. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. that's to be uh, stated clearly. So uh, uh, please know that uh, our Lord uh, was very concerned about people who wielded weapons of violence and uh, told and us— And he, he says that right after one of his own disciples uh, picked up a sword to yeah. defend him. Yeah, and uh, and and he he says uh, you don't get that you, you know put it put it back you you live by the sword you die by it but yeah tell then, him the story yeah so you know it's, as the soldiers come to get Jesus um, Peter picks up a sword cuts one of the servants uh, ears off and Jesus his response is stunning he scolds Peter and says no put that away like you you still don't get it you know like this is not how we roll. And then he, he heals the guy that Peter wounded. Yeah, puts the ear back on and puts heals the ear. The back ear. on, yeah. And, uh, but the early Christians, this is what's so important, is they understood that as the final triumph over the sword, over yeah. redemptive violence. And, and they said, Tertullian said, uh, when Jesus disarmed Peter, he disarmed every Christian. Because if ever there was a case for using violence to protect the innocent, Peter had it. And that's why you don't see Christians for several hundred years until up, right up around Constantine, that they, yeah. they uh, do not defend violence or, yeah. or weapons in any form. So, um, yeah, man. So, so yeah. Re- Rex, you, you <laughs> hey, Shane, yeah. hey, Shane, we have our own version of that story in the film, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> the, the animated part. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he did this cartoon animation of, like, how the story could have gone if uh-huh. Jesus uh, had, had been the, the NRA's Jesus, you know. Uh, yeah, there's an animated. So I won't, I won't blow your cover on that, uh, um, Rex. But, hey, man, anything else? We just got a minute or so left. Anything else you learned from making the film or hopes you have for it before we kick out here? Um, I just hope that churches will show it and then have discussions afterwards. I think that's really the best way that it can be used. I want individuals to watch it, but any churches out there that want to um, want to show it, 
they can just contact me and we'll work it out where they can they can show the film and I'll give them tips on how to you know start discussions or whatever afterwards. Awesome. So, yeah. so uh, you can go to our website beatingguns.com and you can check out the new film Beating Guns. There's also some resources like discussion guides and things like that for groups that want to talk about gun violence in America, but for folks over in the UK and around the world, um, we, it goes deep into just the, the, our culture of violence, our infatuation with violence, our, our, uh, kind of belief that you can use violence to try to get rid of violence. So we need to unpack all the layers of that, even in countries that don't have quite the gun epidemic yeah, that I mean, we have. You got the situation in the United Kingdom. They don't have guns in the uh, great numbers that we do here in the United States. We're going to be doing a tour in June in the United Kingdom. Shane and I, you can check it out on our websites and uh, get the dates. Where, But w- there we're going to be asking people to melt down knives yeah. because uh, it's not that we're just talking about guns. We're talking about instruments of violence and people feeling that violence is a, a, an acceptable lifestyle for Christians. We're challenging that and we're challenging guns and knives and all instruments of violence well, in the name manifestations of, Jesus. of our violence. You know, the folks that say it's not a uh, gun problem, it's a heart problem. We say it's both. You yes, know, we, amen. We, we need God to heal our hearts and we need to do a better job at protecting life. So uh, thanks, Rex Harson, for joining us. He's been our guest on the show. This is Shane Claiborne and Tony Campolo. Uh, go to our website, redletterchristians.org, and find out more about what we're about. Thank you. We're out of time. We'll see you next week at this time. Thanks for joining us. Go and follow Jesus. Blessings, blessings.